Iowa everywhere. This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. One made their name covering the Hawks, the other covering the clones. John Miller, Chris Williams. From the Channel Seed Studios, this is Miller and Williams on Iowa Everywhere. Powered by Prairie Meadows Racetrack and Casino. Well, what do you know? I was able to wrangle John Miller to do an effing podcast for Memorial Day weekend. I hope you are traveling safely. I uh, hope you are hanging out with family. My name is Chris Williams, joined by John Miller, who's been moving and selling propane yeah. like crazy here during the month of May. Nice to finally uh, talk to you again, John. It, it's good to be back. I've been missing it. I've been jonesing. Apparently, uh, some people have been irritated with me on our staff, saying, why the hell can't Miller find time to do one of these things? And you know I love to do them with you, uh, but sometimes there are just periods of life where you got to put other things uh, to the side, um, and that's all this it. was. Nothing personal. I get it. Real quick, do want to uh, give a shout-out to our feature partner of the month in May. This is a big, big gardening weekend. If you are out buying plants, any of that good stuff while you're listening to the show or your wife's going to or your husband's going to, whatever – Give our friends at Kenoyer Garden Center in Ankeny and also in Grimes your um, give them your attention. I've been there a lot in the last couple of weeks. I actually put in a garden, and Stephanie and Kyle Kenoyer do a phenomenal job. Really good supporters of what we're doing here. So shout out to them, our feature partner of the month. And then also Circa came out with its Circa Survivor and Circa Million contest rules. That literally wait happened. Wait a second. Wait, wait a second. Wait a day. second. You're not talking about the TV show Survivor because I haven't watched the finale. We're going to watch it tonight, so don't spoil no. it for me. Okay, no. good. Okay. Good. Hassel and I were talking about this. We didn't even know that that show was still on, and except oh your gosh. tweets about this, it. This, this is the best. <laughs> this is the best season ever. Um, I cannot wait for tonight. Um, the last one I saw was when that fat guy won. Well, you mean like the the gay guy that was overweight and lost a lot of weight? I don't know if he was gay or not. Well, that was Some... like the first season. That was the first Yeah, yeah, season. that was it. Yeah. Rich. Yep. Rich. Yeah, Rich, Rich. That was in 2002. My wife and I didn't I know he's gay. Yeah. My wife and I watched it live and we probably watched the next 7 or 8 seasons and it just sort of the novelty wore off for us. But our two daughters absolutely love Survivor and Mary our youngest was begging us to watch you know, uh, old season with her. And then Grace, our oldest, was like, hey, we could all watch the new season simultaneously while I'm in Lauren's, your home. We can text. So that's what we've been doing. It's just really been bringing our family back together. But this, the, there's a tribal council, a few tribal councils ago, my mind about blew up. So the drama is still there. The magic is still there. Jeff Probst is forcing things a little bit as he, you know, feels a little more comfortable with himself and had a little work done, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but on the whole, I give this season of Survivor an A+. Plus. It's back, baby. Well, I was talking about the uh, Circa Million and Circa NFL Survivor 
contest. Please, please go to that. That's what I was talking about. <laughs> well, uh, I want to hear more about that. Let's keep. I want well, hear. I, I listen. Ken Miller did a whole podcast on it today. So if you want to, if you want more information on that, that okay. is that is out there. Uh, okay. You can go and check that out. We only have a limited amount of time here. I do appreciate you doing this, and I'm I'm actually heading. I'll be driving by you on Friday. Actually, I won't, but kind of. I'm going down to the Lake of the Ozarks for the weekend. Gotcha. For Memorial Day so, weekend. Yeah, so any, anybody that drives downtown to Kansas or down to Kansas City and you're going on 35 into downtown, at some point in time, you'll be within like five minutes of me. So just honk when you go by. So basically, you wanted to move to – you moved like because you were too – it was too rural where you were. Yeah, Is that it, the... it, it, it'd be the equivalent of everything you wanted to do was in downtown Des Moines. And you lived on the southern edge of Ames. And that's where I was taking my daughter to all her functions. I put 35,000 miles in my car last year. I own my own company and I work from home. Well, that's because you're always driving to sports bet. Not true. Not true. That was only 10 men, 10 miles. But anyway, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't want to be driving anymore. I don't have to. We finally settled on the high school for Mary. We're five minutes away from that. I didn't want her driving 25 miles to and from each way school. So that's what we're doing. That's good. No, that's a, that's 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 a good move. All right. Um, I wanted to pick your brain on a lot of this business of college sports stuff that's going on right now. I try and do this yeah. with Hassel, and then Hassel just makes fun of me because he – he says that my nipples get hard when I talk about realignment and, you know, typical. Well, uh, you, yeah. Typical well, is he wrong? Is he wrong? No. No. Okay. No. So, no, he's not wrong. And B, my question is, what's wrong with that? I mean, I, you know, we, we talked this topic. THOs are out uh, for everyone to see, and that's a good thing. Yeah. So, ACC announces today. Again, it's Thursday when we are recording this. This will be posted on Friday. ACC announces today it's going to have some unequal revenue sharing so i mean it's actually not a terrible concept the way that they're doing it it's a hell of a lot better than how the, like say the big 12 used to do it when it was mm-hmm. it just went off of your television there's actual merit involved here where it's like if if florida state or clemson wins the national championship and they're bringing in more money for the conference via their success they're going to get paid it's not it's really not a terrible concept but it can still really fracture a league. I've seen that up close and personal many times. I would guess that the Pac-12 is going to try and entice some of its schools with the with the same type of setup here going forward. John, um, I, I I I'll just be on. I'll be very bold and come out and say it here. I haven't said this many times because with realignment, you know how it goes. Uh, we don't know much of anything that's actually going on. I don't see how the Pac-12 makes it out of the summer alive. What do you think about that? No. No, not 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 as a conf- any not as a conference of any standing. Uh, they won't be a power 5. Um, they won't be a power 5 league at all. They will um, if Washington and Oregon somehow remain, which I have a hard time believing they would. You're you're that's the only way you can salvage anything from being above like the MAC, frankly. Uh, and I know that sounds rough. And it probably, you know, if it still had Arizona and Utah and you know some of the others. It, it's above a Mac, but not much, not not a ton, in my opinion. Mac's got some good football. Um, it will just be a regional conference that nobody would watch. Nobody would watch it, and I don't know what or why Oregon and Washington and even Stanford would stay around if they had 
better options. I think they do have better options. And I think ultimately those three programs will be a part of the Big Ten Conference. Okay, because that's where it's really interesting to me. I mean, you know that Colorado, Utah, and the Arizona schools are probably going to end up in the Big 12. Seems like that at least. Yeah. So I guess my question would be, what's the Big Ten's point in adding anybody now compared to a year ago and and the reason I the reason I say that is it is it simply because because we've we've been told via reporting that the revenue wasn't there to add any of those additional schools with USC and UCLA the first time around I can't right. imagine that's that's changed in a year especially now we're getting some details that the Big Ten television package probably isn't going to be as much per school as we thought it was because of the issues that Kevin Warren kind of left there for the new guy. Uh, There's some of those COVID payments that have got to come back, all that type of stuff. Is it simply that the Big Ten and Fox didn't want to be seen as a conference killer to the Pac-12, and if the Big 12 is going to get those schools anyways, then we may as well scoop up Oregon and and Washington. What? How do you? What do you make of that? I think that there's probably something to the reporting that said that the Big Ten didn't want to be seen as the league that took everybody down because that would fit with the Big Ten's, uh, you know, stuffy, better than everyone modus operandi. And, and and they would do some kind of stupid ass thing like that. Well, we didn't fire the kill shot. Don't be dumb. Don't yeah. don't don't pee, don't be don't pee on me and tell me it's raining. So yeah, I think there's probably some truth to that. I also think that you know Kevin Warren. I mean, negotiating contracts for rights that you don't own. That I don't understand that one. That that that's been really befuddling and surprising. It's not like Kevin Warren was new to the executive. Uh, interactions of business i don't know if he was given bad information but you know i think i could have told him that 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 he didn't have the rights to do that although i didn't think of it post de facto but anyway so warren shit in the punch bowl now some big 10 schools have to live with it the deal's not as good like you said as, as everybody thought it was originally it'll still probably be the most what most wealthy one but the gap between the big 10 and and you know the pac-12 uh, and, and to a lesser extent, the uh, SEC, you know, it's narrowed revenue-wise. But I, I do think that at some point, don't you think, Chris, that the, the Big Ten will try to, maybe has already made assurances as much as they can to uh, USC and UCLA to just have, you know, regional travel partners, a, a contiguous and historical rivals for them because you bring in Stanford and Oregon and Washington, that's five. Each of them plays each other in football every year. So that's four. So you got to schedule eight other games. The big 10, um, you know, at that point in time probably does pull back to an eight game conference schedule. It makes too much sense to not see it. Yeah. That's what I thought for sure. When, when USC and UCLA went there, that they wouldn't have joined that league. Well, okay. I shouldn't say wouldn't have. Because the I money never saw was that coming, by the way. What that there? I so I wouldn't say five. I would have guessed four. I, did, I I didn't I didn't see UCLA and USC coming. I've had a friend that's been trying to tell me for seven or eight years, maybe even longer, that the Pac-12 and Big Ten should merge because academically, collegially, 
uh, research institution. Uh, there's just so many things that the Pac-12 and Big Ten were like-minded on, far more so than the Big Ten and any other conference. Um, and I felt like, yeah, that would not be a bad idea. But at the end of the day, the reason why it probably didn't happen, Chris, is as you kind of alluded to, some of these schools just don't have value. They don't bring television value. Correct. They and They bring th- research and- revenue value. And then there's 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 inevitably going to be a separation between those two at some point. Yeah, it's just I okay. So let me take you to another level here. Okay. So there's also some reporting this week about ESPN's future. Uh, I read this in the Wall Street Journal about the the worldwide leader potentially leaving traditional television altogether in the next five years, and there was an estimation where it would cost if you wanted ESPN and like the ESPN networks, it's different channels in the ESPN network where it would cost you approximately $50 a month to subscribe to that. Okay. Does that include, does that include like Disney plus or any other bundles? I, it didn't appear to me, uh, but I could be wrong there. I, I would guess that Disney the the parent company Disney would do something to bundle its packages together for those who okay. wanted it. it that okay. would only okay. make okay. Let let let's play this hypothetical game. Let's just okay. assume for the state of this conversation that it's fifty dollars a month, and that gets you anything that's on ESPN that you possibly could get. Doesn't that make? Doesn't that put the Pac twelve or or the uh, the the Big Twelve in a potentially better position? Because in my opinion, if that's the reality and the ESPN knows they're not going to get the, they're not going to be in bed with the Big Ten anytime soon, maybe never again. All right. They they've lost out this time around. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that make what the Big 12 has even more valuable? And wouldn't that make the additions of Arizona, Arizona State um, you know, the, the left behinds of the Pac-12, wouldn't that make them more valuable? Because even if, you know, Arizona State or Arizona aren't, you know, averaging as many people as go to Jack Trice Stadium or Kinnick Stadium, they're still rabid fans. And at $50 a head versus what well, ESPN is making absolutely. now, that's, that's why I think all of a sudden the Big 12 is in a really good position and adding more teams becomes to ESPN. Who If ESPN owns your contract rights or you're a, a favored partner of ESPN, I think it's only good things for the Big 12 as it's constituted now, plus bringing in the island of misfit toys from the Pac-12. Well, okay, so yeah, we're we're on the same page here. What I'm what I'm thinking about here is let's say that this happens again. This hypothetical where ESPN is no longer cashing checks from Directv and from Mediacom and uh, Comcast and all these different traditional forms of television. Boy, it makes it really tough for the Ohio States and Michigans of the world to stomach funding Indiana as much, right? Like, I mean, I, 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 here's my point. Like, I, I'm looking down the road here, and I'm saying, like, if 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 we get to that point where it's a where if it's like truly like this deal where subscriptions matter right and and they can tell where the subscriptions are coming from and the big 10 example right there probably wasn't accurate because they're not even going to be included in ESPN in this in this particular Correct. conversation Correct. but my point is like 
if if you're let's say um, well, let's keep it with the Big Twelve, and they've got a rabid basketball fan base in Kansas that's going to have hundreds of thousands of subscribers paying a lot of money to watch these oh, games. Oh yeah, and then you've got um, let's say Oklahoma State, who maybe not a great example, but they they don't fill up their arena anymore. They, you know seems like the basketball passion is somewhat gone. Uh, that, that, that's a terrible example. Maybe it's Central Florida. Maybe that's the one to use. I don't know. But my point is, like, you're everything's based on merit more so than back in the day when Jim Delaney was adding Rutgers to get New York and Maryland to get Washington, D.C., and I'm just trying to map out in my mind, like, if we get into that world, does it make more sense for some of these schools just to be independent and doing what Notre Dame is doing? Or I'm not saying that Ohio State's going to leave the Big Ten or that Texas would eventually leave the SEC, but I'm trying to map out in my mind where this thing heads, because if ESPN is truly banking this off of who's subscribing, where are they subscribing from, who they want to watch, then these engaged fan bases make a lot more sense. And all of a sudden, the Rutgers of the world, man, they're really just, they're weighing things down, right? Yeah. I mean, and I, and I think, you know, that hypothetical has some logical merit to it, but I would toss this out. And I mean, I'm a fan of Iowa and Iowa is definitely uh, been in the, uh, you know, first mover, fortunate first movers club. They've been a member of the Big Ten since the late 1800s. Um, if, if conferences were going to do uh, if we had a if we had a uh, NCAA 131 team draft uh, right now, a draft, this actually might be a fun exercise. Oh, wow. This would be great. Get five got five of us. You, me, Hassel, Bloom, yeah. or whomever, and let's do a draft of all 131 teams. Does Iowa get picked in the top 30? I don't. I don't know. It might be close. So Ohio State. Back to your point. Ohio State breaking free, going independent. Could Ohio State make a ton of money? Probably on par with what they're making right now. Yes. Could about seven or eight other programs do that? Probably. But those Ohio State fans are rabid, and they love their school, but in their subconscious, they would not like it if all of a sudden every year they're playing, you know, Middle Tennessee State yeah. and, and South Force Alabama to town and, yeah, yeah. and Air Force. Yeah, I even, get you. Even, even if it's Indiana or if it's Iowa, or if it's Wisconsin or Minnesota, not like you know, not like all-time blue bloods by any stretch. Minnesota used to be no longer, and Wisconsin's had the run, and Iowa's had its run. But as a fan, you you have a history. You remember, totally oh agree. man, I remember that one time we played Iowa, and they had Chuck Long, and this and that and the other. You want to see the laundry that you've grown up watching play. Yeah. You have an emotional attachment to your conference rivals. Like, I bet it sucks for you that you are down to the Hearn Center and, and, and Iowa State and Missouri don't play basketball twice a year anymore. That sucks. Yeah, it that sucks. That really sucks. And I think And then you a have a league forcing a rivalry with West Virginia down your throat like they tried right, it's to. Dumb. Yeah. It's dumb. It's dumb. So I, I just don't I just don't see the Big Ten altering its course anytime soon. Other leagues, maybe, 
but not the Big Ten. I, I think that they all realize we're probably better together. And there certainly is that that stodgy uh, research institution collective they have and the amount of billions of dollars that they receive in federal grants and private funding for the research they get absolutely dwarfs yeah. no, you're television right. revenue. I just, you know, I'm just thinking about because it, it's like we're talking about breakaways and, and Chris and I talked about this on on our show. I think it was last week. Like, if there ever is this total breakaway, the, the, you nailed it. We said the exact same thing with Iowa. If there was ever a breakaway and you get to, like, an NFL light and there's only going to be 30 teams, I said Iowa would be a bubble team. And I, think I don't think a lot of Iowa I, fans I haven't even looked liked at it. it. But I, yeah, I'm sure they didn't. But And I did not know you guys did that. Yeah. Um, I have not listened to any podcast for the last two weeks. Not just this, but everyone. I don't have – I just – moving. We all know it. So I, I, without thinking of it, 30-ish, 25 to 35 seems like the home for Iowa. Yes, I would agree. We absolutely, we absolutely, we absolutely need to do this draft this summer. Yeah. No, I'm in. This, this is, I don't think Maybe not, maybe not Bloom. Maybe don't invite Bloom. Because uh, Bloom has so much Iowa hatred in his heart that it would be, it just would be too biased. That's fine. He doesn't have to come. I don't think Hassel would do it. I think Hassel would. Hassel hates this stuff. Maybe it's just you and me. Maybe it's you know what? Let's do that. Let's just have it be you and me. We'll do the heavy lifting. Chris is Chris is like a twenty one year old. He couldn't focus on this. Oh, Bloom no. hates the Hawks so much that he'd have them going in the 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 fiftieth slot. Let's just see what <laughs> I do. It. We we can be objective. I'm sure Chris and Brent can also be objective too. But I want to do this exercise, whether it's you and me. Maybe we recruit a couple, three other people, like, uh, you know, yeah. Murph or somebody, you know? Yeah. No, that'd be good. That'd be good. I uh, wanted to give a shout-out to our friends at Channel Seed. We are in the Channel Seed studio. No video for this pod because Miller doesn't have his um, – new office set up or wherever that's going to be. Uh, we appreciate our friends from Channel Seed sponsoring our studio here on Iowa everywhere. Yeah, it's just the ACC the, thing the, the, got the, me. The guys, at, the guys at Channel Seed are really going to get a chance to show off. We've got um, corn emergence and crop health that are uh, in a really good position right now. They're, uh, you know, the emergence and the planning is above the uh, five-year average, so that's really good. I wish it wasn't quite so that because I like to sell propane in the fall. But big big time of year for Channel Seed, man. They're sitting back and they're looking at all the hard work literally growing out of the ground. The seedsman, baby. No, the ACC thing is the one that got kind of got my gears moving on this because it's just – it's it, it's not the same thing as the Big Ten, but it kind of is. The ACC has been around for a really long time, right? And – all of a sudden, it's like, oh, man, things aren't rosy. And I, I get it. The ACC and the Big Ten are in, like, worlds apart financially. I understand all of this. Right. So save your tweets at me. But it didn't take much for Florida State and Clemson to be like, all right, guys, screw you. You better start giving us more or we're out of here. What I find interesting about that, and I'm not a lawyer, is so that would require an amendment to the existing – uh, contract and you start making amendments like that I'm not saying that it automatically makes a loophole I'm just saying you can create loopholes if you start amending contracts we all know that 
multiple ACC members would very much not like to have that tier one rights through 2035 in place anymore. So I don't know, man. I, I still think at some point in time, somebody from the ACC is going to challenge that deal. And maybe it will be Clemson and Florida State if this if this most favored revenue sharing bonus performance bonus thing happens. Maybe that is the mea culpa to keep the league together. Honestly, I could actually see that now that I'm talking through this. I could see that Clemson and or Florida State, but certainly Clemson, said, hey, guys, we're going to take this to court. We feel like we can win. You feel like you can win. Nobody has to be right to get sued and spend tens of millions of dollars defending a winning position that you still have to spend $10 million or more on. Okay. So we could either see each other in court and let's play the game, or you can give us, uh, you can create a performance incentive so that we stop carrying y'all's weight without an additional uh, something in it for me. Can you see that? Yeah. And I think that they're using their conference members right now because, I mean, I don't know how much you've read because you've been pretty busy, but they're – I mean, I think they're looking to see if they can dissolve the damn conference. Yeah, that's how you get around uh, – that's how yeah. you get around that 2035 thing. So, I, I mean, I ultimately – That's old Big I, I 12 think, language. That's old Big 12 language when they were talking about going to the Pac-12. They were doing the right, same thing. Right, right. I think ultimately uh, – I, I just I think the SEC probably disbands too, at some point in time. Um, I'm surprised it hasn't already happened, but that contract maybe is better than I think that it is. But uh, I, I think the the ACC will get picked off, and a lot of those people will find homes in in the SEC. Uh, maybe North Carolina, Virginia, Georgia Tech find a home in the Big Ten. They're all uh, AAU institutions. Jim Delaney for years really wanted North Carolina. It was his alma mater. Um, Virginia is an AAU institution, a really good academic institution that would fit for, you know, you know, Maryland and things like that. So, yeah, dude, I, I think if college, there's just so much changing. This ESPN thing is a really big deal. If they mm-hmm. do break free and yeah. they break out of, they break out of a, a television revenue model that has stood for 40 years whole thing's going to blow up. Everything blows up. Everything blows up. And five years from now, when the Big Ten goes back to the trough, there will be 50% or greater of the inventory that will be streaming. I think that this will blow up, and it'll all be streaming from that point in time, by and large. Um, Or do we go back to cable at some point, and like some better form of cable? Well, well, if, yeah, I mean... Do we go like, hey, this wasn't that bad? (laughs) Right. Well, wait a second. I, I left DirecTV or I left Comcast or Cox or whatever because my bill was like 170 a month and I only watched 30 channels. Well, now ESPN's trying to gig me for 50 bucks. I'm an Iowa State fan. I got to pay it. Uh, but then Disney, you know, Disney's 14.99. Netflix is 14.99. Hulu, blah blah blah. YouTube TV, blah 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 blah. Now you're paying more. It's like, gosh, I'd like a cheaper option. I wish some company would come along and bundle these in a way that I could save money. <laughs> oh, you mean hey, cable. <laughs> we've got an idea for you. Cable TV. It ain't what she used to be. It's better. That's what's happening. Uh, what welcome back. Happen. Welcome back, bitches. <laughs> that, that is what will happen. You're here to hear first. It is Thursday, May 25th, 2023. Within three years, cable TV will, will make its comeback. Cable TV is dead. Long live cable TV. 
<laughs> cable. We'll call it cable TV. Cable Plus. Yes, right? Cable Plus. There you go. You can yeah. just put plus yeah. at the end of anything. Yeah, right. It's it means it means better or more. It's nothing but positive connotations. You know, um, you're you're on it. Cable Plus. All right. Um, this, before this we let John Miller. I hope you guys are uh, traveling safely wherever you're headed. Did um, you haven't really given an, an opinion? I don't know what opinion you may be able to give that hasn't been already. But on this gambling deal, uh, do you do you have any do you have any hot takes on this? Because the more I learn, like I, I honestly think that we're kind of effed. Like I, I think both schools are. Like I, this isn't. When this story first came out, John, I was like, oh, okay, now there's going to be like five other states right behind us. I don't think that's the case. I think this is the some for some reason the DCI in Iowa got got hot on this, and you know, I, Kirk Ferentz nailed it. Like I and, and Kevin Dresser did too at Iowa State. They both kind of said the same thing. Dresser was just much more pointed, being the wrestling guy that he is. You would expect that um, that this is happening in every locker room. In fact, I've had assistant coaches across the country tell me god i hope this doesn't happen here um but for some reason the state of iowa got all hot and bothered and and got after this thing and yeah i i think both of our teams the cyhawk game is going to be missing multiple starters from from each side what are the gambling laws in the state of iowa how old do you have to be 21 21 i think that that should be the law for the ncaa um, I think that the rules as they are set up right now are stupid. They're, yeah. an, they're an overreach. It's an overreaction. It's legislating morality, which I effing, effing hate. Let the individual be responsible for their own actions. And if there are uh, implications from those actions, they pay the price. They pay the stupid tax. And in this instance, um, if you got some people that are 21 or older, um, now, I don't think that they should be allowed to bet on any games involving their own institutions. And, and other people will say, well, these guys have relationships. Like when Jordan Bohannon was doing his podcast his senior year, he was buddies with numerous players from across the country. So, yeah, shit can happen. But you know what? Punish the people that break the freaking rules and laws. Get the rules and laws right. But you know what? This particular instance, the the athletes at Iowa and Iowa State, they – I have zero doubt that they were aware of the rules explicitly. It's one of the first things they ever hear when they get to campus. They hear it every year. They hear it multiple times a year. They broke the rules that they signed the form agreeing to. And if they are ruled academically uh, and athletically ineligible for the rest of their careers, tough shit. And I'll feel bad for them. And I don't like the rules as they are. But those are the rules now. Change the rules. That's the answer. No, I don't don't think I could have said it any any better it's it's very archaic the one thing too that nobody so the way it's set up john i don't know how much you've looked into this but it goes by how much you bet is is how you're penalized and like this was set the last time they tweaked this was in 2018 nil wasn't a thing like it i know like now a lot of these players are making more money than a lot of the people listening to this in in many cases and it's it's the same thing and it's just i don't know like i the whole thing's very archaic, and I get it. They don't want Big Ten players betting on the Big Ten championship game. I understand all of that. Let's use some common sense here. If a couple of Iowa State football players placed a bet on the World Series, it's not the end of the freaking world. 
Here's a here's something to ponder, and I'm sure somebody's brought this up. The sports gambling is legal now in more states than it's not. Okay, except for effing Missouri, and they're <laughs> they're they're an island of. I mean, we let people go buy weed. I got dispen- four dispensaries within five minutes of my house, but we can't gamble on sports. Dumbasses. Anyway, you have these states. So what do you say? The DCI or what? Yeah, the DCI. Okay. Yeah, and that's the Department of Criminal Investigations. It's like okay. basically what I've learned. It's like the FBI within Iowa. It's like our okay. yeah. But I each each state has a gambling commission, right? And each state stands to profit millions, tens of millions, maybe even hundreds of millions of dollars from legalized gambling. Correct. Correct. In the form of taxes, right? Yes. So the last thing these states want these casinos want is anything that could potentially put the integrity or pure chance of sports gambling at risk. I would wager you that the states, the state gambling commissions, the casinos, they will make it, they will push to make it so athletes can never gamble. High college athletes can never gamble. I, I would bet that these commissions, these states, and these casinos, you just don't want to have anything that puts the legitimacy of the contest at risk because then people will stop gambling on sports. And that means the money flow stops and Uncle Sugar wants to collect. Well, the one thing I have learned a lot about in the last couple of weeks is how geofencing works. Yeah. And I've tried to get around that, Bert. They, they, <laughs> they got that shit locked down. It is crazy how accurate I, that stuff I, is. I've 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 bought VPNs, best VPN, world's best VPN, universe best VPN. Freaking Missouri's geofence is a. <laughs> it's like freaking Snake Plissken trying to get out of New York. One guy described it to me. This was a guy at a in the gaming industry that it's basically like a matter of feet. Like they can tell if you move like six feet, and and I and I always bring you up. I go, yeah, I got a buddy who drives across a bridge, drives into Kansas, so he can place his bet. But yeah, it's 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 wild, and like these, I think these athletes knew that they weren't supposed to be doing it, but I don't think they ever knew the sophistication in the technology. Now, look, dude, did you did your parents ever tell you not to drink, and you drank, and you came home, and you thought you were all slick, and you had her figured out? <laughs> The old man's waiting up for you. Hey, Chris, what's going on? Oh, hey, Pops, just gonna, I'm going tired. Just going to go to bed. Good to see you. And you think you're just like chuckling, walking down the hall. Man, I smoked that. And this is what it sounded like to your dad. Hey, Dad, just, uh, just good to see you. Uh, <laughs> just I'm um, getting home. I, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And you smell like a brewery. Don't. Yeah. Everybody everybody thinks they're, vol- they're bulletproof and they're unbeatable until they get caught and something like this is just another win for human nature yeah it's it's uh a lot of people too uh were were coming at me uh i had a guy come at me because we we talk about sports gaming on here and our partnership with circa and right and i we you bet on sports i bet on sports we talk about sports betting and it was like this morality deal where podcasts and radio shows are partly to 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 blame for all of this and you know and it it just got me it got me really wired up and it it, it, this whole deal like 
you've been around this longer than me. Like those guys get it pounded into their head. Like it's a privilege to to a point to play uh, Division One college athletics and. There's certain sacrifices you have to make. One of those sacrifices is right. Friday night during the fall, you can't go out and get bombed at a sorority party because you got a game the next day. Well, now this is regulated, you know, but you know, 20 years ago, there's probably some guys taking some bets in the dorms. That was how it went, and nobody ever got caught. Well, now it's regulated, and I think this is proof that the current system works because the regulation is catching the people it's Agreed. not supposed to. It's not our Agreed. fault. Agreed. And when a number of student athletes from Iowa and Iowa State are ruled ineligible for the rest of their uh, college careers, which is likely going to happen, that sort of thing, that ain't going to happen very much anymore. This will be the lesson and the example. And every, and for these people that want to be the morality police saying, well, you guys talking about this and sports talk and these advertisings, you're partly to blame. That's such bullshit. And I, I had beer posters all over my walls when I was in college in my dorms and then I was in high school. Did the, did and, and the advertising was through the roof. Everybody drinks beers in movies. Everybody smokes in movies. Did that shit make me drink? No. I chose to drink. I chose to abuse it. Take some personal effing responsibility. Sack up. Quit trying to legislate morality for people that can control themselves and abide by the laws and also know their own rules. Let individual people make their own their own choices. And if you want to listen to Billy Graham podcast, you can go find that somewhere else. He's the pastor, right? He was. He's dead now. Oh. And he wasn't as good of a man as everybody thinks he was. But you know Generous. what? I'll leave that for another another day. That'll no one's talking after- bad about the dead. Don't care. What are you doing this happened? weekend? For see, Memorial. see what happens when I come back out of retirement for a month here? Um, what am I doing? I'm unpacking boxes. I'm going to be replying to angry uh, DMs and emails from this podcast and that rant <laughs> on. And then I'm going to get, buy my daughter some ice cream and say and, and make that shirt. Uh, maybe I can get uh, the guys at uh, Ray Gun to make that for me. I'm, I, I want my epitaph to be six letters with uh, an apostrophe. F-U-C-K-E-M. <laughs> You know where the possibility goes. That's what this weekend's about. <laughs> well, Fuck if you get em. bored, bring uh, bring the girls down to the Lake of the Ozarks. Papa Mike will take you on a boat ride. Dude, you're gonna are you gonna are is your kids going with you? Are your kids going yeah. with you? Oh yeah, the girls okay, will be down there. Dirks so, will be down so, there. You know Got the whole crew. I was, gonna, I was just gonna say no party go, but you know what? That's your choice. You make that individual nah. individual decision. Yeah, party cove's a little much for even me. You know, I, I, yeah, I'm it's over. It's not really I'm my thing. It. Yeah, like it. It really is kind of uncomfortable anymore for me. Well, yeah, Maybe it's dude. the it is uncomfortable thing. Yes, I mean it's. If I do the party cove, it's you know Captain Mike who doesn't drink, and he's driving us right, and we we park like a ways away, because like they'll have like the the lines where you go through. And everybody just wants to see your breasts. And it gets really uncomfortable, you know? Like, I don't it have gets, the breasts that you're looking for. It gets super uncomfortable because you've actually grown into a pair that might be somewhat desirable. Yes, thank you. And it's also uncomfortable because, look, I'm an appreciator of the female anatomy as much as the next guy. But not to the point where I just need to, like, go to a boat, get on a boat, drive down a cove see people with their tops off i'm just not really into the objectification aspect with all the lady i'm a feminist i'm absolutely a feminist and if a woman wants to do that good for her 
But if she doesn't, good for her. You do what you want to do. I'll do what I want to do. And Chris, by all means, if you feel like taking your top off and you're comfortable with that, do it. Do not let other people <laughs> dictate your life. Well, in this conversation on this story, I mean, I was probably, it's one of my first memories. I was probably, I don't know, five or six years old. Like I, I, but I remember it like I was there yesterday. Yeah. First time ever at the party cove. And, you know, we're riding around in my dad's boat. We got my grandma and grandpa, me and my, me and my sister and mom and dad. And we're just moseying around in there, checking this place out for the first time. And I saw a pair of um, breasts. I think it was the first pair of breasts that I had ever seen. And that's a these lie. men, they're all chant. Somehow we got caught in the line. Okay. And all these men are chanting, Chips ahoy! Chips ahoy! Chips ahoy! And a, and a towel was thrown over my head by my mom. And my 70-some-year-old grandmother goes, You want me to give him a show? <laughs> Please say that she did it. I don't think she did. Oh, we got it. caught in the line where my grandmother was debating whether she should flash these guys who were chanting chips ahoy at the woman in front of us. Yeah. I, there's probably some uh, reference to chips ahoy. I'm not getting, but I wish your grandma would. have. I think it was because of her nipples. Okay. I got Cause you. they're dark. Uh, oh, think... could have been the areola, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. Um, but I, yeah. I, I don't know. I, that, that was how I always understood okay. it to be, but I don't may- really, I don't know. That makes sense, and I'm a little rusty in these podcasts. That, that I would file that away in questions you should not ask. Um, but I would say I went there one time, 27 years old, two times, 27 years old, both times that year. <laughs> All right, six me, times. Me, me, no, no, me, me and a buddy, we wanted to be there early. We wanted to get pole position, so we coved up the night before. Oh my god! Bad ass thunderstorm, tornado. Warnings. Oh no! It, our, <laughs> our 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 anchor gave way. Dude, it was like the start of Gilligan's Island when they. What kind of the, boat? It was an aft cabin cruiser. It was. A oh, okay. Harbor. So you actually had an interior. Oh yeah, we had beds and shit. I mean, oh, okay. I wasn't out there in a. Oh, dinghy. you're not roughing it. No, no, it was bougie. My buddy's dad owned it, but uh, but I will tell you, I mean, it's still water and it's thunderstorms and tornadoes and the and the the anchor gave way and we're trying to keep her from ramming the shore, son. <laughs> it was it was a really tight freaking affair there, laddie. That's an amazing story. That's really great. It, that story is how your story would sound if your grandma would have showed her rack. And I think you should <laughs> embellish for the sake of poetic license moving forward. You know, I could have just lied to you. I could have just told you that she showed it to him, too. It's you know not, what, Chris, it's not my I, style. I, I, I just realized something. I need this podcast. I, it, whether people like listening to me or not, that's up for them. I need to do this because this is the most fun I've had in two weeks. Well, I'm good. Like, I've been trying to get you to come on. You've been too busy. So, Hank hilling it, moving, being Mr. Dad. You know, all sorts of stuff going on. Mar- March and April are my busy seasons, and then we throw a move into it. You, you all know how much I love golfing. Obnoxiously. I have not golfed one time in May, and this is the best month, one of the best months of the year to golf in Kansas wow. City. I played one round of golf since, like, the first week of April. I've just been busy. Well, 
I feel you, brother. It's uh, we'll, we'll we'll be glad to get this move over, and we'll start doing this weekly again. Sound next good? week? I'm back. Okay, next week I'm All back. All right, baby. We'll find time. All right. All right. He's John Miller. Thanks for uh, listening, everybody. I hope you guys are having an awesome Memorial Day weekend wherever you're at. And uh, we'll be back on Tuesday. Two Guys Named Chris is going to be on Tuesday next week. We will be taking Monday off as I'll be traveling back from the holiday. He's John Miller. My name is Chris Williams. Have an awesome Memorial Day weekend. Take care. Iowa everywhere.